my name's Bernadette. In 2014, I took out $72,000 in student loans to pay for grad school. At the time, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into until I realized that I alone was responsible for paying it all off. 22 months later, I made my final payment. This is my story. Welcome to the Bernadette Joy Podcast. Crush this debt. Episode 10, A Debt Worth Paying. Nine months doesn't seem like a long time, but it felt like forever. Bernadette and I had been at this for months and we were losing steam. I was working at my day job and taking a couple of jobs as an extra for TV and movies that paid minimum wage. Even though the pay wasn't much, it was a fun job to have and pretty cool when I would see myself in the background actually on TV or in a movie, even if I were the only one that knew it was me. But it was tiring and sometimes meant long all-day shoots or late into the night and then going back to work the next day. During this time, my little dress rental business started catching wings. It had been featured on the local news a few times and I was slowly building a clientele. When we first started the debt-free journey, I was still working as a recruiter for the company based out of New York. I worked from home most days, but had to travel to New York at least once a month. It was getting hard to leave for a few days at a time and shutting down dress while I was away. I was also still getting paid on commission and not having a steady paycheck to help pay my loans and infuse in my new business was really stressful. I was recruited by a growing technology company in Charlotte to come work for them as an account manager. I remember getting the job offer over the phone while I was standing in the middle of the Charlotte Convention Center among thousands of people working my booth for my dress rental business. I wasn't gung-ho about the job or the company. It was in the parking industry and therefore dreadfully boring, but it meant I would have a steady paycheck and less travel. It was way less than I would normally look for in a job, but I figured, hey, it wasn't going to be my permanent place. It was a means to an end, to help me pay off my debt as quickly as I could and figure out what my next career move would really be. But I underestimated a few things. I underestimated that going to this company, they would discover I had skill sets they really needed and expected long hours from me to fill in those needs. I underestimated how much I would have to work at dress after hours and on the weekends. I woke up at 7 a.m., got to work, took dress rental appointments until 9 or 10 p.m., ate some version of rice and beans for dinner, and would have to do it all over again. Oh my gosh, on the weekends, I would help Bernadette go to these all-day events to promote her new business, and in the spare time we had, we continued our home DIY projects. The only time we took a break was for the friends' weddings we had to travel for, which were always fun, but always really tiring, and Bernadette was stressed about having to close her business while we were away. But we kept at it and kept chipping away at the balance. My new job helped us get there faster, and before we knew it, we were at the $5,000 mark. Just a few more paychecks and we'd be done. That's when I lost it. I had a really bad Friday at work. A client project had gone sideways and it felt like it was out of my control. When I used to live in New York... I would let go of a stressful day by shopping my way back home, walking down Fifth Avenue, buying stuff, and more stuff, until I forgot what I was upset about. The next day, that old habit crept up and I went shopping. We went to the grocery store and I bought cookies and bread and cake. Carbs are my favorite when I need some cheering up. But food shopping doesn't feel as good as real shopping, so we went to the mall. 
I bought three pairs of shoes, several shirts, some designer jeans, and a few dresses that I justified I could use for my business. We spent over $500 that day and I felt really good. I felt better about that shitty week I had at work. I felt good about buying new clothes when I hadn't bought anything new in almost a year. It felt freeing, but it didn't last long. That Monday, I was back at work and back to the same stuff that had upset me the week before. And that's when it dawned on me. The retail therapy hadn't fixed anything. I felt the same way now that I felt before my shopping spree. If I wanted to feel happy again, I'd have to buy more stuff that I didn't need. And that would mean more money out of our bank account and less towards my loans. And that would mean I'd have to stay in this job I didn't love even longer. What would be the sense in that? Sitting at my desk at work, I looked at my bank account and saw the pending charges, feeling like they were burning a hole in my mind. The good news, I told myself, is that we can fix this. As soon as the clock struck five, I rushed back home. When I got there, I took each piece of clothing, one by one, out of my closet and back into shopping bags. I ran to our shoe closet and grabbed the three pairs of shoes and put them back in their boxes. And I promptly asked AJ to take our one shared car and drive me back to the mall for what I call my walk of shame. I went back to the stores and returned all the items. I felt really stupid for having been there just a few days earlier, but AJ was kind and didn't have to say anything. I knew I had messed up and I felt better knowing that we'd get most of our money back. When we got home, I added up the return receipts and made a payment towards the loans right away. If the money wasn't there, I knew I couldn't spend it. We were back on track and making our payments when a few weeks later in November, I had another stressful week of my day job, working after hours at Dress and planning for a long weekend of marketing at local events. I was exhausted. The job was still not my favorite and I started to feel like my side business could become a real thing. But how long could I sustain doing both? Our plan was to finish paying off the loans after the holidays to save money for presents and travel. But I looked at my account and we were just so close. Just $3,500 stood between me and that zero balance on the screen. It was three days from payday and I decided then and there that we would be done with all of this. Another 60 days of this just might make me go insane. AJ was watching TV on the couch and I asked him what money he had left in his bank account. He had a little over $1,000 that was our emergency fund. And I realized if I used my whole paycheck, his whole paycheck and that $1,000, we'd have just a little over what we needed to make that final payment. But... That means we'll only have like $200 in our bank account. Something might happen and we'll need the extra money. Well, let's hope nothing happens. Once our next paychecks come at the end of the month, we'll have no more payments and we'll be able to cover our emergency fund in no time. I just can't do this anymore. I want to be done with it. Okay, let's do it. But let's wait a few days just in case. And so we made the first payment on payday. It was scary as hell, so we decided to stay at home and watch Netflix, just in the off chance that we would go out somewhere, slip on a puddle, and have to pay some crazy hospital bill. Yes, we were that paranoid. When, of course, nothing happened, we felt ready to make that last payment. And so, on November 17, 2016, I made one final payment of $1,750.69. 
A little screen popped up with confetti saying, Congratulations, your student loans with Great Lakes are paid off. This was real life, so no dramatic music, no surprise marching band, and no one knowing that I paid it off. But an overwhelming sense of peace came over me, a feeling I can't quite describe. It felt like I could breathe a little bit better, and I smiled. The next day, I posted the little confetti picture to my Instagram with part of the caption reading, Was it worth it to sacrifice for seven months since graduation to feel this otherwise 10-year burden lifted from my shoulders? Damn Skippy! P.S. I have the best husband who is willing to carry the load with me. The comments were coming from close friends and from acquaintances, and from people I've only met once, with kind words on congratulations and letting me know they were proud of me. One comment read, So impressed. Thanks for letting us follow you on this kick-ass journey. And it was a journey. I'm a different person than when I first started this. A lot of people ask me, if I could do it over again, would I still do the MBA knowing what I know now and paying what I paid? And every time I tell them yes, I would do it over again in a heartbeat. Because while I learned a lot in school, I learned so much more about not just money, but about myself, my family and friends, and what I want my future to be. And that was a debt worth paying. Hey guys, it's Bernadette and AJ, and we're fast forwarding to today and just checking in with you guys and letting you know how we're doing so far. And there was a lot of great things that happened after this uh, time in our lives and a lot of really great accomplishments. AJ, what was your favorite? I think my favorite was just the pressure off our shoulders, especially yours, I think. Oh, uh, I'm sure you're really happy about me not being as stressed out for sure. Imagine having to go through that for another 10 years like a lot of people do in student loans. Yeah, But then we set our sights on some some bigger goals as well. Yeah, we actually, I don't think we mentioned it in the episodes, but AJ and I also own a townhouse. It was actually the first house that we bought together and we decided to rent it out um, and decided to pay that in full last year. So that was a really big thing that we had to do. Yeah, when we bought it, I think we were a 10-year mortgage and we decided to uh, go ahead and accelerate all those payments. So, And so we made the last payment not too long, long ago, ago, a couple yeah. months ago. And so now we're completely debt-free other than our own house, um, which is our mortgage. And we are trying to accelerate that. We started out with a 30-year mortgage. Now we're down to a 15 and we're trying to pay it off in five years, maybe. Yeah, hopefully sooner. Yeah. So that means we're still on that budget. And we are so still on the budget. We were just even uh. talking about the budget <laughs> yesterday for April. And so though we're not as strict in terms of we're, we're eating a little bit more than beans and rice now. Um, AJ's been That's making true. a lot of pulled pork, which has been good. Um, but we still have our budget line items of things that we want to pay off um, and putting money towards the house, but also having time for vacations. And next next month, we're actually going to visit our family in Vegas for the first time in a while. So that will be fun. Yeah, that's right. And we're also uh, adding t- more to our retirement savings as well. I think that was our plan for this year too. Yeah. try to max that out. And that's been interesting because the other fun thing that's happened after this, so shortly after we paid off those student loans, we built up that emergency fund, and I was actually able to quit my day job and run Mm. dressed full-time. That's right. So I'm a full-time small business owner. I don't think I could be doing this with having those student loans still in my mind. And a lot of people ask me if I feel stressed about running a small business and taking the time to become profitable. And I say, you know what? Our expenses aren't that much. And so I'm able to focus on our business and do the right thing um, and building it slowly and method- methodically. Um, and it's been working really well. 
yeah, luckily we were able to continue to run the business out of the house for a little while. And then uh, we found a good, uh, cheaper office place to rent for you, for your business. So it's I'm always jealous that you can <laughs> make money out of nothing really. Yeah, we actually have some fun days where if I have an especially good week and I tell AJ, oh, I made this much money. He's like, wow, you made more money out of air. That's amazing. And so it's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. But some other things haven't changed uh, since the last um, last time we talked about our student loans. We still have that one car that mm-hmm. AJ drives, although we're setting sights on maybe getting a new car sometime next year. That way AJ doesn't have to drive me around anymore. Or you can just learn how to drive a stick. No, that's not going to happen. Um, and AJ still loves his board games so much so that he started a board game board game Instagram, and it's has more followers than his actual personal Instagram. Yeah, you mentioned that in the episode, so uh, so that's a good thing. But <laughs> it's it's also I think it's just because I'm still so amazed that you actually have more followers on that. Yeah, it's also very uh, you know I had to keep my budget on that too because it's easy to collect them as well. Yes. And um, I think the best thing that's happened out of all of this is really our relationships have changed a lot with the people that we're close with. So one, I would say, I mean, I feel a lot of um, a lot less pressure in our marriage. What do you what do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, we've we've talked about it, how, you know, financial situations are one of the biggest causes for marriages to have rough patches and that stuff. So I, I think having this out in the open and getting on the same page on it, you know, definitely helped us out. Yeah. And I think because we've been very open about our story, we've had some family and friends, married or single, who have reached out to us to ask for um, some help and just get some tips and talk about what we've done. And that's been really fulfilling, I think, for the both of mm-hmm. us. So we're really happy that we get to do that. So long story short, things are pretty good. Um, if you liked what you heard, we're excited to hopefully share more with you. And maybe this might be the precursor for another another season what do you think aj i'm on board (laughs) thanks guys for listening we really appreciate it and hope to see you in season two bye hey y'all this is bernadette again thank you so much for listening to the bernadette joy podcast crush this debt this story is one that meant a lot to us and when we decided we wanted to share it with the world we figured that the best way to do it justice was to record this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Bernadette Joy podcast, Crush This Debt, and know you're not alone on the debt-free journey. Now it's time we hear from you. Call us at 980-999-1283 and leave us a message about your debt story or what you took from this podcast. We'll play those messages in a future episode with our goal being to let everyone know they're not the only one living with debt and how they're crushing it. Again, that number is 980-999-1283. When you call the number, it will go straight to voicemail and you'll be able to share your debt story. Whether it's struggling with credit card debt, balancing a mortgage, or figuring out student loans just like us, we want to hear about your experiences. And don't forget to share this podcast with someone you know who may relate to our story. Also, leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It helps other people discover the show and lets them know they are not alone on their debt-free journey. That's all for the Bernadette Joy podcast, Crush This Debt. Special thanks to our family and friends whose stories we shared, Harvey Cummings who provided our music, Abigail Joy for the artwork, our publicist Simone McDowell, and our awesome producer Andy Goh. 
and most importantly, you, the listener. 